Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, December 19th, 2022. Uh, almost the end of 2022. What's going on? How are you? Uh, oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Uh, where do, I mean, what do I even talk? What, is there anything else to talk about other than that game yesterday? Well, Bill, there's a lot of things to talk about. You could talk about the World Cup. Uh, evidently, it was the greatest final of all time. I uh, missed it, missed most of it. Then I watched the end of it, and even that part was exciting. I watched, uh, I don't even know what part I watched. And then they, I, I guess they do the penalty kicks in the end because everybody's tired. You couldn't just keep running around out there. Is that what it is? It, did, it was amazing. And there's a lot of people that think I actually don't like that sport or that I really don't understand it or anything like that. And the reality is, is I just like getting you guys going. I keep telling you this, these fucking idiots. I was sitting there tweeting going like, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I could hit a penalty kick. <laughs> all these fucking people just, what? You, you actually, you couldn't. You could, you think you could, but you couldn't. It's a lot fucking hurt. It's like, dude, I, I, I would be lucky if I, if I hit the fucking ball and didn't fall on my back. I'm just fucking around. So congratulations to Argentina. You know, not only did they win their first one. Since, I want to say, 86. Is that what it was? They won it in 78 and 86. That's right. Uh, congratulations to them. And I always, I love everybody in South America because they like the same bands I do. They fucking, they go nuts when they go to the ACDC and Guns N' Roses and all those bands I like, Motley Crue, and they fucking go bananas. So, uh, good for them. You guys know I love France. I was kind of, I didn't care either way, to be honest with you. If France won, it'd be great to see the first person to repeat in a while. Um, I will say that I am jealous of soccer fans. I just have to pause this. Every, oh, blimey, mate. It's fucking football, right? Yeah, fucking cunt. Flock, stock, force. I don't give a fuck. It's called soccer over here because we already have something called football. We already do. Why do you call it football? I don't know. I don't know. Why over here, if I say I'm bummed out, it means I had a bad day. But over in England, it means I got fucked in the ass. Because things are different. You know? What are you English cunts going to get over that? And stop making the same point every 5,000 fucking times. They fucking... You know, one of my favorite stories about not knowing what was going on in the world is some politician went to some country and he showed up. It's one of those old school things where you pull up in the plane, you get off a tarmac, and there's a bunch of people behind a chain link fence like the Beatles were doing their first tour, right? And he gets off the fucking plane, and everybody waves to him, and he gives him the thumbs up sign, right? Because that means like, all right, way to go. We're all together. But in that country, it meant up yours. <laughs> I sound like Keith Richards. I know. <coughs> oh, fuck. Um. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, how funny is that? That's just like, you know, that'd be like if somebody from another country got off and we all cheered, hey, <laughs> the leader of Bolivia is here and he gets off the plane, just gives us all the finger. And you go from cheering to like, what the fuck? I remember like the, uh, I've talked about this before. Who was that fucking Russian Richard Nixon looking guy? Boris Karloff. What the fuck was his name? He was before Gorbachev. Gorbachev. Um, he looked like Droopy Dog as a dictator. 
Brezhnev, was that his name? Russians always have those names where you're just like, I wouldn't fuck with that guy. Gorbachev. Brezhnev, right? Um, yeah, when he came to some historic agreement, I guess, I think it was Nixon, when he went to get, when he came out to celebrate, he made that clasp like the champ used to, where you, you, you basically grab both your hands, you shake it to the right of the ear and to the left of the ear. And to him, that meant like togetherness. And we were all like, does this fucking Kami Pinko think he won something? <laughs> anyway. Um, so this is where I'm at. Now I, I caught a cold. It's just, but everything is done though. Everything's done. I am completely worn out and run down and all of that shit. You know what's funny? If somebody was telling me like, dude, you got to get one of those fucking IV bags with the fucking, you know, the vitamin solution in it and all that shit. So I did it. And they say it's going to kick in today. So I am still waiting. I'm still waiting for it to kick in. I'm waiting for that boost of energy. I'm hoping it's going to work. Um, yeah, look at me. I'm a fucking mess. I got goddamn IV tubes going in and out of me. But here's the thing. Uh, my tour is done. The movie is done. And my Patriots are done. Jesus fucking Christ. Just when you thought the biggest sports story was that Argentina won the World Cup. Ah, that's on the back pages here in America. They're putting that out there with the fucking women's volleyball. Uh, the fucking New England Patriots. I was at the game, man. I was there, man. And what I hate is that whole game is going to, they're going to talk about the lateral play. Why would you do it? The game was tied. Just step out of bounds. What was fucking Myers thinking? Throwing it back to Mac Jones? Like, what was Mac Jones going to fucking do? I mean, you saw when he did that naked bootleg. He knew he wasn't getting the first down. He was like serpentine, just trying to run out, run fucking time off the clock and all of that. Oh, and they threw it back. And that's all they talk about. These stupid fucking thing. I'm telling you, dude, it's a the fucking defense that we put in on that final drive when they caught that touchdown that looked like he was out of bounds. But we'll never know. We'll never know because the NFL, despite the fact of making billions and billions of fucking dollars a year, just for some reason cannot get a fucking video camera on the sidelines. They just cannot fucking do it. They can't get a camera lined up right on the goal line. It's always at a fucking angle. You can't quite tell. Why is that? And why when they zoom in, is it all pixelated? Like it's a YouTube video that was uploaded in 2006. Why is that? Because it looked to me like that guy was out of bounds. But with the pixelation, it's like, well, is that the out of bounds line or is that his cleats? His cleats are white. The call on the field was that it was a catch. So they made the right call in that they had to go with that call. But it looked like it was fucking wrong. But when they zoomed in, there was no way to tell. Why is that, people? But that's not even what I'm mad about. What I'm mad about is David Carr, one of the few people in the world that actually has a noticeably bigger head than me, was not able to move the ball at all in the second half. At all. And I was saying to my buddies, 
I was going, the MP, the MVP of this fucking guy should get a fucking game ball for the Raiders is their goddamn punter. That guy is a fucking all pro. He was, he put on a fucking clinic. A fucking, he kept pinning us down. They couldn't move the ball. He kept pinning us down on the other side of the field. And he would kick these booming punts that hung up there so long, one of his own guys actually caught one of the punts on the fucking one-yard line. It was literally their strategy. They were just like, well, we can't score at this point. But, you know, our offense is so fucking predictable and anemic for whatever reason that they're only going to maybe get one first down, 15 yards total, and they're going to have to punt again, and we'll just keep, keep eating up the clock. That's what the Raiders were doing. The Raiders like, we can't move the ball. Patriots can't move the ball. Let's just keep having our, the second coming of Ray Guy just keep booting it down the other side of the field. It, I actually really enjoyed whoever that puncher is, number six. That fucking guy is the shit, right? So the reality is, is you can only do that for so long. You let somebody in the game, and eventually you let up a big play. They go down, and they fucking score. So we tie the fucking game. Or what, what? I don't even know what we did. We went ahead. Oh, it was a whirlwind. It was a whirlwind of emotion. Of emotion. I am in a glass box of sports gambler emotion. I had the Patriots minus one, by the way. And meanwhile, I'm watching the game. Chandler Jones, yet another great draft pick for the Patriots that we didn't want to play, was just fucking up our shit. All day. I remember we had this screen pass and people looking like in the crowd like, dude, what the kind of fucking pass is that from Mac Jones? It's like, you didn't see Chandler Jones right in the middle of it, so he had to throw the fucking Robert Parrish foul shot over him. He fucked that whole play up. The guy was an absolute beast, right? It was very apropos, if I could say that word, with my pinky out as I sip on a fucking cup of tea here, that he intercepted the ball and just ran over Mac Jones. Other people go, why didn't they tackle him? Because um, fucking Chandler Jones is an X-Man? Maybe that's why, because he could fucking lower his shoulder, and Superman would get knocked back, and he, they, they'd, bring, they'd at least bring out the chains. I'm not saying Superman wouldn't stop him. Um, it'd be funny watching Superman arguing the spot. <coughs> Actually, he wouldn't, because he's a superhero, and he's just so fucking better than everybody. So anyway, my problem with that fucking game is that David Carr, look at the big brain on Brad, could not move the goddamn ball down the field the whole fucking time. And you know what? When we went ahead and we scored that touchdown, the fucking Raiders fan behind me was hilarious. He was going, God damn it, we do this every fucking week. And da 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 He was just, he was spiraling down, catastrophizing. I said, buddy, I said, buddy, don't worry about it. I go, don't worry about it. We're going to go into a prevent defense, and we're just going to give up the field in four plays down to the 20-yard line, and you're going to get four shots at the end zone. I'm not saying you're going to win, but you're going to get four shots at the end zone. And then he goes, dude, don't fucking out-negative me about my, you know, I'm doing the negative thing. And I said, dude, I'm showing solidarity. So we both laughed. And what do the pages do? They didn't go into, like, a prevent they went into, I think, you know, like a soft zone over the middle and just sort of gave up the middle of the field. And all of a sudden, David Carr, God bless the big-headed fella who couldn't move the fucking ball, goes right down the fucking field. Bang. 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 This is him. Bam. bam. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. If they had played defense like they had the rest of the game, that wouldn't have happened. 
Very good. Little Reservoir Dogs for you. Bad version, but whatever. He goes right down the fucking field like he's Joe Montana. All right? And then they get the, now they have their four shots at the fucking end zone. And then they get one. Great throw. Great catch. What is this? Oh, these traveling salesmen just love to set the alarm. Who sets an alarm for 11.656 a.m.? Cokehead. This guy cheated on his wife. I'm in Vegas right now. You know what? This is the thing. When you can't figure out how to... There we go. You just fucking... I unplugged it and it's still ringing. Oh, there we go. Jesus Christ. I thought I had to go and find the app. Go into settings and, and click on what the fuck is wrong with my alarm. Um, anyway, so on like the second play, I think, I don't know. On the second play, they fucking, uh, they a great pass, great catch, really close. Didn't look like it was in. God knows I'm biased, but I, I will say this. There was the right call that they didn't fucking um, reverse that. Didn't reverse the call because with that fucking pick, you know those fucking douches on the internet who just recycled jokes? Was, was this film with the potato? Right? Like, how many times did they use that joke? Um, there was definitely, there was, when they zoomed in on it, I'm like, it still looks like he's out, but there's no way that's conclusive. And the longer it was taken, you know, my buddies were going like, this isn't good. If they came right back, it's, you know, this is going to be, this is not going to be good for us. <laughs> Like I always hear, an innocent verdict comes back quick. Guilty takes a little bit longer. So uh, that was it. And then that other bullshit that just happened, uh, I mean, I mean, I don't even know what to say. That was like fucking the Benny Hill show. But my real thing is I am thoroughly convinced. Uh, people have been saying it for years. I really believe that the preventive events, the soft zone, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it, is a marketing plan by the NFL to make games that are over, not over. Games where you could just fucking, you know, if they just play defense, you know they're going to go, I mean, you got to get a four and out, which is hard. But if you're fighting for every fucking yard, well, what if he gets behind you? He got behind you the whole half. You think that was a fucking fluke? I am 100% convinced that they go into that thing so every game becomes three, two, one. What the fuck? And that the I bet I am I am I am jaded. I'm not gonna lie to you. I am jaded. I'm in this fucking business, and I know all all these. This is entertainment, like anything else. All they give a fuck about is the dollar. And I bet some fucking nerds, some fucking nerds went in there and they said the problem is a lot of these games are over with like seven minutes left. You know, so advertisers, they don't want to play top dollar for this point in the game. See, our peak advertising dollar is between the, the 10 minutes into the first quarter and 7.3 minutes. To can we somehow make the whole game like that? What can we do? All right. And it was a, I don't think this literally fixed, but I just really believe that this whole thing, this, this air quote, we need to protect quarterbacks. They don't give a f they're only protecting quarterbacks because they know if the starting quarterback is out, the average football fan isn't interested. Kyler Murray goes down. No one wants to see that Colt McCoy is actually a fucking really good quarterback. They know because the star isn't in there. So they protect the quarterback. 
they make all of these fucking rules to make it easier to score so the passive fan watches, watches it. And I, I think it's all like the NBA. Everything is like finessed to have it have the most dramatic ending ever. Because uh, I'm sure I'm just paranoid. I'm sure this comes off as sour grapes. I'm not taking anything away from the Raiders because 100% we deserve to lose that game. 100% that game was not fixed. But I just – somebody who, who actually coaches, okay, because I'll sit there and I'll just throw out numbers. Be like 80% of the time you go to the prevent defense, you, you, they go right down the field and get four shots at the end zone. And they'll probably say, well, actually, it's more like 37% or 42% of the time. It just feels like 80% of the time because you're an emotional lunatic. And I'll go with that, all right? But my, my thing is 37% is still really high. Like what, what, name one fucking thing that they do during the game that has a 37% failure rating. If a pass had a 37% chance of getting picked off, they wouldn't fucking throw it. But at the end of so many of these fucking games, they just give it up. We're not going to play defense to you down to like the 30 or the 25 yard line. Then we're going to play the D that was stopping you for the whole game. That's what we're going to try. Until then, we're just going to try to keep you, you know, don't even protect the sideline. I don't know. Um, I want to talk to somebody in the NFL at some point in this podcast and ask them why they can't get a camera right on the goal line, cameras right on the sidelines. I mean, you literally have a camera going wee down the field on a fucking wire. You got people on those other ones, on those forklift cameras, running over people at SoFi Stadium, right? <coughs> you got that shit going on. All right, they make glasses now that have cameras on them. You can be talking to somebody; they're literally filming you. Uh, I mean, it's a pervert's world. There's fucking cameras everywhere. There's cameras literally everywhere. I saw a fucking thing where these this father and son went into the fucking wilderness, and they came upon these hibernating bears, and it's illegal to shoot them. And these pieces of shit shot them, and shot the uh, the cubs too. And the guy's like, that's how we roll. Middle of nowhere, this fucking forest. Montana, Alaska, I don't know where the fuck it was. Guess what? It ended up being on film. Because some rangers had put a fucking camera in the goddamn tree to try to look at the fucking hibernation habits of a goddamn bear. They got caught, and, and whatever the fuck happened, happened to them. That was on film. However, a touchdown in an NFL game that, that the footage of, of undeniably where his foot was and where it was, it just does not exist. Why is that? All right. And then the rest of you can fucking play Benny Hill music under the, the fucking lateral and all of that shit. Um, that's just the biggest bonehead play maybe ever. That's the biggest bonehead play I've seen since that guy in the Saints for some reason took his eyes off that uh, receiver and dove into his own player. And lost the game. That is arguably, I will say this about Chandler Jones, runs over our guy and at the 10-yard line is holding the ball out before he even crosses the goal line. Like how many times does the Don Beebe have to come down and slap it out of you? That would have been hilarious if he actually spiked it before he got in there. Um, to me, anyway. So, all right, here's the upside as a Patriots fan. I believe that eliminated us from the playoffs, which is fantastic. So maybe we can draft 
get a better draft pick. And this, this whole experiment where we couldn't call Matt Patricia or hire a offensive coordinator, because if we did, then the Lions didn't have to pay for it. Like whatever this, this is like, you know, our whole game plan this year was like an old lady going to the supermarket where, you know, she's pulling out all the coupons. We don't want to pay for an offensive coordinator. So we're going to call Matt Patricia, our maitre d' real estate agent in charge of um, feelings when we have the ball. Whatever his fucking title is, does not seem to be working. So I don't know what to tell you with that. With that, that is the that is that is my stand up comedian has not played organized football since the 70s take on what the fuck I saw there. I, I eventually, I want to get a coach on my podcast to explain to me, to talk me off the fucking cliff that, uh, and I want to just, I would just need to be talked off the ledge and convince me that the prevent defense soft zone over the middle is the way to go at the end of a fucking game. That if you want to win the game, the way to win the game is to stop playing fucking defense until you get to your own 20 yard line. I, I, you know, whatever. Um, I, okay, upside. I went to the Raiders Stadium uh, again, which is fucking amazing. I was there with all my high school buddies I used to hang out with. Dude, the fucking Boston accents. I was so bummed my my wife wasn't there. Bummed. So many things right now. He got fucked in the ass in Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, mate. Was it a penalty kick? Did you dive the right way? <clears throat> um... We were driving over to the stadium, and I never noticed how many casinos had an R for the last name. All of a sudden, dude, you ever been at the Excalibur? Nah, dude, isn't that owned by C? I think they're the fucking Luxa. I think it's the fuck. Goddamn fucking phone, man. I swear to fucking Christ. Get up. I don't want to fucking answer the phone call. Jesus Christ, remind me. Remind me in an hour? I have to fucking get back to you? Jesus fucking Christ. Do you know I'm staying in this fucking goddamn casino, right? I fucking go to call room service. They don't even answer the phone. They tell me I have to go to a website and leave my phone number to get a goddamn BLT. I just like, how is that easier? Why, why can't I just have a menu? Where is the menu? Is it on the TV? Do I have to point my phone at something? I know. I sound like a fucking old guy right now. But I'm telling you, I like this whole thing. Like Now, now you have my phone number. You know? And then what are you going to do? And we can use that as a revenue stream to sell it to somebody else. I'm trying to have a fun time here. After the goddamn... Um, taking this fucking loss here. Um... Yeah, my friends are going over there going like, yeah, I think it's owned by Caesar. I thought it was owned by Luxa. <laughs> they pulled up to the stadium. Look at that stadium. Is that amazing? Yeah, it's shop. <laughs> <clears throat> and I also, you know, the Raiders fans dress up as characters. The best one ever. Uh, we ran into the guy that, uh, that dresses up like Al Davis. I mean, he, his, the shape of his head, the way he combs his hair, he dresses all in white with the black sneakers. And then he's got the granny chains with the glasses. And he, we, yeah, me and my buddies all got a picture with the guy. 
He's got like the Super Bowl ring. He has like his energy. And it was awesome because we were where like the Raiders facility was playing that old school NFL films. You know, that remember that trumpet song? They used to show the highlights. They were playing that and this fucking guy comes walking out, dead ringer for Al Davis. And we all went nuts, like cheering for him. And he at first he went like, yeah, and then he saw we were Patriots fans, then he gave us the finger, and we all laughed. We were like, buddy, can we get a picture with you? He goes, Yeah, that'd be great. Uh so shout out to whoever that guy is. That guy to me wins the title. Um he should just walk around like that with NFL films music playing. It's just it's just fucking amazing. Uh so anyway. <coughs> I guess I gotta do some reads now. Sorry, guys. I'm really not this upset about a stupid-ass football game. It's just I am so fucking sick of being sick. And I, I, I'm finally getting off the goddamn road. Um, all right. Let me just do some, some of the reads here. Uh, right here. We click on this. Oh, the live reads. Oh, look who it is, everybody. It's Butcher Box. Uh, Butcher Box takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality Meat and seafood you can trust. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken that doesn't fucking lateral on the last play of the game of a tie game. Pork-raised, crate-free, wild-caught Alaskan salmon. You don't know what it's going to do. Is it going to throw it back to fucking Mac Jones? Humanely raised, no antibiotics or added hormones. Get just what you want delivered right to your doorstep. Free shipping, like the free victory we gave the Raiders for the continental U.S., and no surprise fees. No surprises. I would have liked that after yesterday. Enjoy a range of high-quality cuts that are hard to come by at the grocery store at an amazing value. Exclusive member deals so you can save big on your favorite cuts. Recipes, inspiration, guides, tips, and hacks. Some are even personalized so you can cook up mouth-watering meals. Uh, I love knowing my freezer is full of quality food for my family. This holiday season is made better and tastier with Butcher Box for a limited time. They're offering our listeners ground beef for life and $20 off your first order. Um, sign up today at butcherbox.com slash burr and use code burr, B-U-R-R, to get $20 off your first box and ground beef for life of your membership. That's butcherbox.com slash burr and use the code burr, B-U-R-R. <coughs> All right, look who it is, everybody. It's old Indochino. Find the perfect suit. Finding the perfect suit is, imp- is impossible. But finding a suit that's perfect for you is simple, thanks to Indochino. I don't even know what that means. Finding the perfect suit is impossible, but finding a suit that's perfect for you is simple. So what are you saying? I'm not perfect? Like a perfect suit is impossible, but, you know, we can get a suit for you. Um, choose your favorite fabric and customize every detail to find the look that's perfect for you. Submit your measurements online or get measured in-store. For a custom made-for-you fit at an incredible price. And with their fall collection featuring new colors and premium fabrics, you'll be in style all season long. Every Indochino suit is made for just you. It is tailored, it's a tailored experience at a great price. Designed to look, design a look that suits you perfectly from the fabric to the cut. Shop their made-for-you suits starting at just $449 and premium fitted shirts starting at just $89. You can fine-tune every detail, lapels, linings, monograms, and more. Get a premium personalized wardrobe without spending a fortune. 
Shop customized fitted suits, casual wear, outerwear, and more. Outerwear. What is what the fuck is out? They're always adding. I know what underwear is. Outerwear. You mean pants? They're always adding new designs and fabrics. Up. Still coffee on my fucking outerwear. There's always they're always adding. New designs and fabric options, like their latest fall collection. Can you get canceled for that? They're not called pants anymore. They're called outerwear. You cis-fucking slack-wearing douche. Uh, ready to elevate your look even further? Indochino lets you make any suit of tux. Design your perfect suit with Indochino. Get 10% off any purchases of $3.99 or more. Use the promo code BURR at Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code BURR. All right. Oh, Simply Safe. Did you know that property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike over the winter? Oh, my God. You ever see those videos where those pieces of shit just come walking up? I mean, I swear to God. I mean, that's when you just wish you, you could see a pit bull with a bad owner and the results of that. Uh, that's why now is the time to secure your home with award-winning home security. Simply, you know what they should start doing is they should just they put the fake passages packages out there. They should just start tasing people, and they just find like and, and just have like Cuban cigars. The fact that I know most ninety nine point nine percent of them are fake, I don't even try to get one anymore. If they would just tase ninety nine point nine percent of the people trying to steal a package, that would be over. Uh, Simply Safe is the home security system. I recommend. All right, I recommend it. Um, make it your resolution to start the new year with great, greater peace of mind and safety for you and your family. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022. This happens almost every year by U.S. News and World Report. A third year in a third year in a row. It's a dynasty. In an emergency, 24/7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect TM technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture uh, capture critical evidence. And verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is the whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring services cost under a dollar a day, less than half the price of ATD's traditional professionally installed system with top-rated Simply Safe app. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in control. Uh, complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your camera, or adjust system settings. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off your order with interactive monitoring. That's S-M-I-P-L-I-S-A-F-E.com. Simplysafe.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Um, all right, with that, let's let's do the reads here. I apologize. I feel like I was extra grumpy, but sometimes I know a lot of you guys enjoy listening to me completely lose my shit over fucking alarms and whatever. I just I've been on the road too long. That's all. Uh, all right, bottled it. Origin. Oh, here we go. This is from one of these fucking English cunts over there. I always just assume it's from England, you know, because they always write in because for some reason they they just want to still feel relevant, even at like the podcasting level. I'm just fucking with you. Hey, Billy Baked Bean Bonts, I hope you, you're you well and set up for Christmas with the family. I was listening to your podcast on my drive to work on Tuesday, and you mentioned the origin of the term bottled it. 
Yeah. It's one of these poor bastards, you know, just missed the net on a penalty kick, I guess. This is based on something called Cockney rhyming slang, which is was a way of speaking in code that I believe came from the dock workers in the east side of London back in the day. The term I use when I don't actually know when it was. Um, anyone from East London is referred to as a Cockney. The way it works is that instead of saying the word you want to say, you have two words that are associated with one another. And the two words rhyme with the actual word you wanted to say. That sounds like a pig Latin thing. You then only say the first word of the two when you're using it to disguise what you're saying. Lost yet? No, I'm all right. This, this is not fucking calculus. I'm a, for example, lost his bottle actually means lost his arse. Yeah, this is what I was saying last week. I read this. Because the Cockney rhyming slang for the arse is bottle and glass. Okay. Uh, certainly in England, a lot of people use Cockney rhyming slang without realizing if you want to draw someone's attention to something, you will often hear, have a butcher at this. And that comes from butcher's hook, equaling look. Seems like a long way to go to say look. Um, is this like East London's Yiddish? Because I never realized how much Yiddish I use. Um, although we don't use a lot of Cockney shit. Uh, you can have multiple Cockney rhyming slang words in one sentence, which makes things even more confusing. Okay, so in other words, these guys were doing some illegal shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, all right. I know what you guys are thinking. Why don't you go see a doctor? Because huh? I'm German-Irish. All right? We just fucking ride shit out. That's how it works. I got a fucking IV yesterday, right? I feel better except for my fucking nose and this miner's cough that I have. Um, I got, I got that RSVP respiratory virus, maybe. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I blame the liberals. That's actually not true. It's because you guys out in your red star, um, have a butcher at her. Okay. I got, uh, okay. I got to pop up the apples to grab my dog. All right. Let me guess what that means. I got to pop up to my apples to grab my dog. That means I got to get the balls to beat the shit out of this cunt. Uh, this means I got to pop upstairs to grab my phone. Why would you need to disguise that? Apples and pears, stairs, dog and bone, phone. Roy, I'll pop up the apples to grab me my, my dog. Okay, it's quite an interesting style of speech. It really is. And it's evolved over the years with some rhyming slang being modernized. In the 90s, boat race evolved to Chevy Chase, meaning face. So you would say, I got Harry all over her Chevy. Chevy. If you look up the Cockney rhyming slang for Harry. Um, all right. All I know is I hope I never do a show in East London because I'm not going to understand the heckles. <laughs> All right. Definitely something looking into, worth looking into, as it's quite interesting. It is, but maybe not as beneficial as learning French 
unless you plan on doing a set and cocking rhyming slang in the near future. No, I don't. I would never attempt to do that. Love the podcast, the stand-up, and all your work. Have a great festive period. Thanks for all the bubbles. And go fuck yourself. Bubbles. Rugs with troubles. Um, thanks for all the troubles. Are you shitting on bubbles, troubles? Barney Rubble, you're a Flintstone fan? I can't figure it out. All right, F is for family graffiti. Oh, this was the coolest thing ever. Hey, Billy Snare Tits. Looks like Frank Murphy and Smokey. Uh, it's actually Rosie. I've made it big time. I think it was Rosie. I thought it was Rosie. Um, somebody sh- uh, sent these pictures that they took on a freight train. And believe it or not, it's actually of two of the characters from... Um, the fuck are they? I was clicking on this, and now it's all gone. Where is it? Yeah, that's Rosie, not Smokey. Rosie and Frank Murphy on the side of a freight train in Vancouver. How about that for street cred? We got the street kids from Canada putting graffiti on a train. That was actually really cool. Uh, whoever did that, I want to give a shout-out. You did a great job. I'm going to post the pictures. When I figure out how to do that, and um, I sent him to Mike Price, the captain of the Ephesus family ship, and he was absolutely over the moon that somebody cared enough to um, paint those. It was really, really cool. Um, so so there's that. All right. Noise-induced hearing loss. Hi, Mr. Burr. Um, I recently stumbled across a few of your rants regarding noise exposure and how the world is too noisy. I am currently in graduate school to earn my doctorate in audiology. Oh, here we go. You are absolutely right about the noise levels in today's world. Music, TV levels at bars and restaurants can cause permanent hearing damage in as little as five minutes. If it reaches a certain decibel level, sporting events, subway stations, vacuums, and even some hair dryers, you can have serious consequences as well. I have a decibel app and daily... I find myself in environments, and daily I find myself in environments that are above safe noise levels. You are one of the the only popular public figures talking about this very serious issue. Yeah, um, the only upside of this is that so many people are going to end up with tinnitus, which I don't wish on anybody, that maybe they'll actually work on it more and try to come up with a cure for it. But I can tell you, like, uh, I saw a little kid at the Raiders game yesterday, and he literally had on, like, he looked like he had the leaf blower headphones on, which I was really happy for the dad that he was doing that, but I was looking at the dad and he didn't have any, I had earplugs in the whole fucking game. You know? Um, that was another funny thing about the Raiders fans is the arrogance of these. You would think that they just won a Super Bowl. They haven't won a fucking Super Bowl in 40 years. And they're like, Raiders! Like, anybody is like, oh no, not the Raiders. The last time they won a Super Bowl, Ronald Reagan was in his first term. I mean, it's just like, what are they doing? And then they also, I guess, I mean, I love that they play all those NFL films and all of that shit, but they kind of got to let go of that. Like like how the Flyers, I remember they they still always show all that Broad Street bully shit and everything. It's like, guys, you got to fucking move on. You haven't won a fucking cup in 50 years. Let's try to you know, win a different way or something. I don't know what. Strange. Um, so anyway, this guy says, uh, it's a very taboo topic. 
People wear sunglasses to protect their eyes and wear sunscreen to protect their skin, but very few people are focused on protecting their hearing. Excessive loud noise exposure has been correlated to uh, tinnitus, perceived ringing in the ears. Um, but what it actually is is now they're discovering it's like in the brain. And so there's over in Europe, they have, I saw this thing, I can't find it. If somebody can find it, they have this stuff where you put on like headphones and you work with the, the doctor or something and you, he tries to figure out what pitch you're hearing in your ear and then he plays whatever, like that Bose shit where you pay the, play the opposite note to cancel it out and it allegedly resets your brain or at least makes it not as loud. Of course, it's not approved over here yet. I don't know if it works. Um, who knows? Um, anyway, here we go. Work. Hey, Bill, huge fan. Can't wait for old dads. I've been telling everyone about it when the topic of new movies come up. Oh, yeah. I think it's good. I'm really, really proud of it. Uh, I own a restaurant that my grandparents started in the early 70s. We have always staffed with young, we're always staffed with younger kids looking for jobs or adults looking for part-time work. We've been understaffed due to the last few years' events and are struggling to stay operational. Uh, we'll survive because it's all we have and we'll make it in the long run. But finding people to work in our area has been very difficult. We pay almost double the server base, and our kitchen positions have had two times minimum wage since the 90s. I agree corporations are slimy and are probably feeling the backlash to their inhumanity. But aside from that, it's been clear that younger people are not eager to work. Um, I just think that waiting tables to them is like churning butter when – you can, uh, I mean, like, it used to be if you're a good-looking chick, you become a waitress, you make money making tips. And it's like, well, why do I want to do that when I can just go on, like, Instagram and be like, ah, God, you like this dress? And, you know, kind of stick your finger in your mouth a little bit. Um, <laughs> whatever the fuck it is hot chicks do on the Internet. Um, I think that that's what it is. They have... It's not that they're not working. I mean, they obviously are working. How are they paying their rent? So I think that they're working. I just think old people like us don't really know what the new jobs are. Um, they can't all be in entertainment. I feel like they're like everybody else. They're always on their phone and they're always consuming content. So I imagine they're trying to get into that world because that's the world they enjoy. If I was a younger person, I would probably want to get involved in creating video games, make an app, uh, get in shape, and I'll just be your fucking personal trainer through the internet, and then I can be at home. Um, I think maybe like the combination of that, maybe, and like also they just sort of postmate foods. And no one goes to, like, malls anymore. I don't know. I, I'm too fucking old to figure it out. But uh, that is fascinating. I, I, I don't think that they don't want to work. I just think that they want a different job than the jobs that we had, which is normal. Anyway, 10 years ago, we had teens and college kids always coming back to work for us. I speak with many of the other local businesses, and they all have the same problem. Part-time work is not sought after. I've heard from frustrated parents who are customers that their kids and their friends have sworn off part-time work. When we do hire, they usually rep they 
They are usually reprimanded for being on their phone instead of working and quit soon after. I think there are two worlds of people. Uh, there are two worlds of people that don't want to work. There's always been lazy people, but young people used to care about making money. I've had applicants scoff at the pay, which is higher than anything else that they could get anywhere else for part-time and no skills required. Well, obviously, I would think it wouldn't be if they're laughing at it. I would be fascinated to hear from somebody young to say what jobs do appeal to you. Anyways, I'm sure the tide will turn someday, but it's unfortunate that younger people don't have the same culture of work ethic. One new hire quit because he said we don't give him enough positive reinforcement after only one week. <laughs> Please tell me that's a joke. I told this to my grandfather whose brain seemed unable to compute. Thanks for the laugh. Happy holidays to you and your family. All right, look, I tried to stick up for young people in that one, but Jesus Christ. You don't give me enough. I, you know, I really think that a lot of people can't handle being on the internet and having their face out there. And I think of a lot, they're all like acting like celebrities who used to, you know, back in the day, you get your own TV show and then act like a fucking asshole. Not everybody, but some people. Um, I think it's kind of, uh, maybe it's a, uh, a symptom of, of social media or something like that. I do know, like, uh, like you know, I, I tweeted out, I've seen it all after the Raiders thing. And then some kid wrote this joke, said, me, when I've seen it all, talking about, you know, what I've said. So, And I was sitting there trying to figure out the joke. I was like, I don't really get this joke. I know he's making fun of me. Is he, is he saying that, like, what I said was stupid? But the thing that I couldn't get past was the me. Um, cause I was just like, well, what does what I said have to do with you? And I kind of feel like that's the disease that I see that I've seen in my business where you watch people get shit. And then all of a sudden this thing happens with this, you know, not everybody, but you know, let's, you know, some people, I call it taking the ride. And then after a while, you just really can't hear or compute things unless it's about you. Um, so. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think everybody is like that. And I think there are a lot of young people working out there, but, um, I know it hasn't been healthy for me to be on the phone as much as I'm on the phone. And then also parents are definitely guilty of using the, the tablets and shit reward and punishment. Like I'll tell you, my daughter doesn't give a fuck about Santa Claus, but if you go to take that tablet away, like it is, a Meryl Street performance. And uh, I've had to talk to her about it, going like, look how upset you're getting. <coughs> and what's amazing is the second if I go to give it back to her, all the tears immediately stop. So it's, it's just a performance. So I just have to remind myself of that. It's like, no, you're going to hang out with me. We're going to talk. We're going to connect. You're going to color. You're going to draw. You're going to do stuff that stimulates your brain instead of staring at this thing. I don't have a problem with... Um, with her looking at it because she's going to go into a world of all computers and she needs to be familiar with how to interact with them. But definitely too much of it is, uh, not a good thing. And then I also feel like it's a very, uh, everybody's just up their own ass about like themselves. Like, um, 
Like I, my, my thing that I'm socially most fascinated with right now is the word woke and how that word literally means something different to every single person that uses it because everybody just internalized it for themselves. You know, like I find it fascinating that white liberals took the word from black people and then put it on themselves and made it like a compliment of what a great white person they were. And then they started talking down to white people in red states. So now to them, like woke culture is some annoying Hollywood white douche telling them that they're not living their life correctly. And all of the stuff that it was supposed to be about, basically not white people, is all out the window. And it's just white people yelling at each other. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't even know. When somebody says that to me, like, I'm just like, all right. Nah, man, I had to get out of there because all that woke shit. And I'm like, I mean, I live in L.A., if you didn't know that, right? Um, it's not like you walk down the street and people are just yelling that shit when you, I mean, it's a fucking great place to live. I will tell you that. It is a fucking great place to live. The weather is amazing and all of that type of stuff. Um, I find more you run into that woke shit when you're like pitching shows and stuff like that. But it's not like you walk down the street <laughs> and somebody's yelling at you, hey, you walking down the street, have you thought about a transgendered person today? Like, it's, it's not like, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's fucking weird, though. Um, I don't know. I'm probably guilty of it, too, on some point, at some level or whatever. You know what it is, what I realized? I fucking hate everybody. All right? I hate both sides. I just I just don't fucking like, as far as, like, uh, liberals and conservatives, I fucking can't stand them. I fucking, I just, I, I, I don't know. Like, this, can you believe we're going to have to sit through another fucking presidential election? You know? Can they just fucking... You know, stupid Joe Biden's going to get the nomination. And then Republicans just pick your fucking guy, and then that's it. Then everybody shut the fuck up, and we'll all vote nine months later. Stop with the stupid debate. We already know who we're voting for. Why are they dragging it out? For money, right? For money. The election goes into the fucking prevent defense. <laughs> the second of the presidential debates. Like, everybody already doesn't have their fucking minds made up. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm on the fence here. It's like, I think if that guy in the red tie makes more points than the guy in the blue, I don't know. You know. Um, single pilot commercial flights. All right. Dear Billy Expert Brains, as a helicopter pilot, you probably know everything there is to know about flying winged machines. Insert you saying, no, I don't. That's exactly what I was going to say. I don't. Regardless, I'd like you to weigh in on this. Commercial airlines are lobbying Congress to allow single pilot flights. Oh, they don't have a co-pilot. I'm aware that it's mostly computers handle. Yeah, but not the takeoff and landing. If the flights handle, if like, I'm aware that it's mostly computers handle if the flights. I don't know what you're trying to say there. And that remote operated planes have been around as early as the 50s. See Operation Northwoods. So say the one pilot passes out or dies of a heart attack. Dude, have you ever been in an airport and you see a guy with fucking I fly planes shirt on? Dressed like Gavin McLeod on the love boat? Rest his soul. 
and you see him like eating like a burger and fries, I start going, please don't be flying my plane. <laughs> anyway, so say the one pilot passes out or dies of a heart attack, would you really trust a computer land or make the adjustment call a human would in an extra pacifist situation? Um, no, I, I obviously wouldn't because I don't think a computer cares if it dies or not. You know, I think a computer's just like, yeah, we can make it. We make it if we don't, uh, what do I give a shit? I don't have a dog in this fight, you know? I wouldn't mind just fucking going back into the earth and becoming something they dig up again to turn into a fucking Nintendo Switch. Uh, no, I'm not into that. I'm into human beings flying planes. Um, having said that, I'm also into all that computer technology. If they can make it safe enough that they don't need another guy, I would think that would be awesome while they still had two guys. That's what I would vote for. The thing is, is both you and I know why they're doing this. They're not doing this because it's safer. They're doing it because they'd rather pay for the system once than the pilot for 20, 25 years. So that's their deal. Um, that's like the self-checkout, which I've just given into because everybody else is doing it. So I just said, fuck it. You know, I just got tired. I'm not fighting anymore, right? They don't have self-checkout to make it more convenient for you. They have it so they don't have to pay for somebody that's also – one less person that could be like, hey, somebody said nice tits to me at work, and I'm fucking offended. I'm going to sue this place. Right? Computers don't sue. They don't complain. They don't care. They don't give a fuck. They'll work 24 fucking 7. So I think that that's why, <coughs> you know, that's the direction that they're moving in. It's going to freak us out because we grew up in a time when there was people in the front of the plane, and eventually there will be no people in the front of the plane. They'll just be computers, and people will grow up with that the same way young people have grown up with the government listening to all their phone calls if they want to, and they don't question that because there was never a time when they didn't. The same way my generation never questioned uh, paying you know, federal and state income tax uh, because it was always that way, and uh, that's just kind of how it works. That is, that is frightening, though. I would say um, – I mean, Tesla already did those self-driving cars, and a couple people got killed because it wasn't able to read something. I mean, dude, how much – what a fucking way to go. 2018, 2019, 2020, uh, how did he die? Well, he was in a self-driving car. What? A self-driving car. They make them things? Um, why has he got to be Southern, Bill? Because I like doing the accents. I'm working on my Macho, macho Man Ready Savage though. I am the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just think it's uh, yeah, it just it, it is. What, what, what kind of way is that to die? I believe that my car would drive itself to the point the guy was taking a nap. They went to sleep. That is the biggest selling point I think of the of the self-driving car. Wait a minute. That means I can go out and party till four in the fucking morning. I can sleep a couple of hours, wake up, take a shower, 
and then sleep on the way to work. You're going to be hoping there's traffic. <laughs> uh, I think self-driving cars 100% are going to happen. I don't know that they're safe or whatever, but I think uh, people are just going to be like, oh, I love driving, you know? I just shut my phone off. I go to sleep. I'm in Rhode Island. I wake up, you know? It's like I'm in fucking Buffalo, New York. It's great. I feel refreshed. It's good for your brain. You know, sleep, they're saying with these studies, helps to stave off dementia and all this other shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I will tell you this on, my, on this, this break that I'm taking here. Uh, a couple of months here from working. I am definitely going to be flying a lot. And uh, not even a lot. I'm not going to do anything a lot. Except trying to get over this fucking avalanche of fucking coughing and sneezing. Um, all right. That is the podcast, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you to everybody who came out to the uh, Slight Return Tour. Thank you to the legendary Club Soda Kenny, um, the greatest tour manager security guy in the history of the business. I put him right up there with fucking Peter Grant of Led Zeppelin. He is just the fucking man. Um, and that's it. And obviously, thank you to everybody who came out to the shows. Um, it was an insane, insane run. And this last weekend... To get to perform in New Orleans, Austin, Texas, and San Antonio, Texas. And seeing that amount of people showing up is never not going to be crazy to me. So I really appreciate it. I'm going to keep writing jokes. And uh, hopefully next year I'll have another new hour or some bullshit um, or whatever. All right. That is the podcast. Go Patriots. I feel better. Congratulations to the Raiders. Um, and I would say quite possibly in a lot of ways, I actually think that the Raiders have the best stadium in the league. I actually like it better than SoFi. SoFi is a little too LA. Like it looks green screened. It is amazing, but, um, I think I like the Raiders better. I do think it's funny that Jerry Glanville had to fucking uh, fix that TV that he put at the top of their stadium. You know, remember that was a big deal, like how big the fucking TV was? I remember working the Dallas Improv joking about, like, that fucking thing in three years is going to be the oldest, biggest, oldest fucking TV. Like, you can buy a flat screen TV within three years. It can't, it's not compatible with shit. And this guy has a fucking, <laughs> an 80-yard fucking TV. I just thought that that was just so perfect, not only for Texas, but for Dallas. I just loved it. It's bigger. means it's better. I mean, that's some Ric Flair shit. Uh, oh, speaking of Ric Flair, James Kahn is in a movie called uh, Thief, a Michael Mann movie. And he's got this scene, I swear to God, with Tuesday Weld. He's in a car, and he sounds like Ric Flair. He's yelling at her, going, you know, he's starting to date her, and she doesn't get him. He goes, he goes what do you think I do? Huh? What do you think I do? And she's like, you sounds those stupid fucking cars that you're, you know, the used car deal thing. He's like, I got $150 slaps. I got silk shirts. I got a fucking diamond ring. I was, and I was watching going like, woo! <laughs> He's like, I robbed safes, you fucking idiot. All right, the car dealership is just how I wash my money. And um, that's the way it was done back in the day. If you were a dishonest man, 
and your girlfriend couldn't figure out what you did for a living, you yelled at them for not being observant enough to realize that you were, in fact, a criminal. Um, I highly recommend that. And I also watched Paul Newman, The Verdict, which was shot in Boston. Uh, amazing, amazing, amazing movie. Absolutely loved it. And you know what was funny? Is like some of the bad Boston accents. Like, uh, I'll see you tomorrow in cot instead of court. I'll see you in fucking court. They always think park the cat. So it's cat. No, court. I'll see you in court, dude. By the Luxa, the Excalibur, in its own vice seasons. All right. Uh, go fuck yourselves. Have a great couple of days. And I'll check in on you on Thursday.